Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Green flag, the Daytona 500 is underway. Corey LaJoy, the leader, third-generation racer. LaJoy to the top spot at Daytona. How about Corey LaJoy holding tight on that outside line to Chili's car? Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, the top five Daytona 500 edition of Stack of Pennies is coming right up. Buckle up. It's going to be a show. Stacking them deep, selling them cheap. It tastes like gasoline, rubber, and victory. We're out here stacking pennies. Welcome to Nonsense Garage, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Corey Joy, driver of the number seven Chevy Camaro, top five finisher, top four finisher to be exact. Joined by my good buddy, Ryan Flores, front tire changer of Ryan Blaney's Ford Mustang. We got a lot to talk about, buddy. We didn't finish anything. <laughs> second, won the second stage. You did? That was about it. He said, he said, I wasn't going to work with any teammates, and he did not. Well. Going it, for it. Wait, he was... He got frustrated in the middle of the race. At what? Uh, they pit. We all pitted, and we didn't pit on that first caution, and then they all pitted together. Ah, uh, got uh, flipped. They well, they didn't wait on them. They just left them. Mm. I think there's a lot of time when you're driving around Daytona by yourself to get mad. Oh my god! And he was he was steaming. Feels like you're driving a petty school car when you're out there by yourself. It's yeah, and then the pack comes by and probably gave me more mad. <laughs> it it was not good, but hey, top five for you. Uh yeah, big day. What you know what I like is that like nobody is like popping champagne bottles on the plane anymore. You know, back in the day we'd run good at Atlanta and you know have a solid day here or there, and we'd be like really happy. Oh, granted, I was happy, very happy because it's a lot of work, a lot of preparation, um, and a lot of time invested, especially just during the week. But you spend all winter thinking about the five hundred. And You're you, happy about the bonus, man. Absolutely. <laughs> a hey, don't take my chain. A lot of pennies were stacked. Let's go. A lot of pennies were stacked uh, for not only myself but for our number seven Spire Motorsports team. Yeah. And you can't do anything more for a sponsor than we did for Chili's this week, dude. I was, I did everything. I legitimately shook hands. I even kissed a baby. I <laughs> you not. And you went to dinner at Chili's no, during no. the rainout. We went to we, well, like wait like off the record. We actually went to Chili's and ate dinner and on Sunday. We did because you know what they gave me the Chili's platinum card. This is a this is a titanium. Listen to that. Ooh, a Chili's platinum. This is before the top five. I'll tell you this: I we need went, a Chili's black card for finishing top we five. We went to Chili's with that card, and when he gave it to him, they were it almost shut the store down. They were like, "We don't know. <laughs> hold on, hold they on. Did. Who's this guy? We don't know what's going on." Uh, so we went. So. But there was an appearance on Saturday at the Chili's in Ormond Beach. And I was making margaritas. I was bringing out chips and salsa. I was legitimately, there was a line of probably 200, 250 people there. Some woman 
gave me her baby to take a picture with. Not like a three-year-old, like a six-week-old baby. Little nugget. Um, named Brayden, by the way. Um, so just a really busy weekend. And to cap it all off, we got us top five. Yeah. Uh, that's Most a, that's a big deal. Um, but, you know, you wake up in the morning, right? I, we fly home. Kids are exhausted. We land at about midnight, 1230. And the kids are just melting down by the time we get them home. And, and they sleep in a little bit. You do our comp meeting at 930. So I'm breezing through Fox News just to, like, see the coverage on that national outlet of what the race was. And it wasn't William Byron. And it wasn't. Hendrick finishes one two. It was Austin Sindrick has choice words for his competitor. I said, huh. Let me see what this reads. Uh and sure enough, it goes back to his quote with Bob Pockers in the video he made. Congratulating me for a top four, which I real appreciate that. Because he should. I worked hard for that. Um so if we rewind a little bit, this is the moment in which he had some choice words for that I didn't feel like were were worth. Here we go. I get a big run. Ross Chastain's to my right rear corner at the time, so I can't go. So he leaves that entire car with, kind of throws a lazy block, and he said that I wrecked him. You can clearly see the melon man hung a left off of his right front tire and drug them down into the grass. If we run it back, there it is. I don't know what to do for you there. Uh, it's the last lap. You're coming to the white. The 16 was pushing me really hard. I was trying to drag brake. Uh, but that hole opened up. I kind of filled it, but I didn't wreck him. And then the one tried to make that move for the win, and it ripped his right front tire off, and they went through the grass, and caution came out after we crossed start the white. Now I understand. I understand that in the moment it's just hectic, and you feel like you're getting pushed too hard, and this and that, and you probably haven't even seen the tape. But clearly his race was ended, and his finish was imp impeded by the one trying to make the bold move down to the bottom to go into 24, and it didn't work out for either. Hate it for him. Beef, dude. Beef early in the season. Why you got to start beef with my guy? What guy? I mean, I he didn't play kickball last year, man. One less kickball for me. I brought something. It's been burning a hole in my pocket. Where'd it go? Oh, here it is. Why you got to start beef with my guy, man? Mm. I see that flex. For those of you that aren't watching on YouTube, uh, he whipped out his Daytona 500 ring that he won with Austin Sindrick. And good, man. Hey, that's what's kept but him the best is The best is the we old go, school. I don't want to go down this. The best is the old this. school quote from you. Yeah, we're not friends. We're not. Just like what? Like there's no more to say. And I like that because like I think there's we're in a world, we got to do a world where like everybody be like, well, you know, and they try to explain it, right? And my my Camaro was good today and they just get this long-winded answer where it's like yeah man we're not friends he left the hole well done hang on let me let me let me rewind so we talk about the very ending right everybody watched the outcome everybody's texting me hey congratulations appreciate all that but your your position to put yourself in is made like 20 laps before that granted there was a 15 car pile up and we can we'll get into this in a second but you're sitting there under the under the red flag as they're just trying to sweep off the carnage and parts and pieces of whatever's left over. And you are running through, I ran through probably seven scenarios. Okay, I, if I'm 14th, 15th. If we restart now, I'm going to do the top because you got more options. You were it, 15th on the last restart? No. Okay. 
I was sitting there under the red flag 15th, but there was guys that slid their tires, had a little Copy. damage, yeah, and they, yeah. there were some guys short on fuel. So after I all peeled off, I was seventh. Good spot. Four guys chose the top, giving me third on the inside, which I was like, sweet. Um, but I was kind of thinking, okay, if I'm eighth to tenth, you go to the top because you got more options. But if you're in the top five or six, you got to go bottom because that's just like, that's the lane tightens up, uh, and you just push like hell, and you try, you just hope your you lane. You get a row too, right? Yeah. Seventh, you're jumping a row for sure, and also. You, I knew that everybody else had the same plan. If you go to the top, you're trying to make a third line work, right? You don't have any patience. As soon as somebody jumps up there to get it going, you're going to lose a couple numbers, and it's going to break up that middle row, and the top, the bottom lane is going to surge. So I was in the top three there, super happy about my spot. We all three got a good restart. Uh, the 16, AJ Omner was pushing me, and we kind of surged. And then, as you see, nobody's lifting, but my belt's, Dwayne The Rock Johnson could not have reached in my window and tightened my belts up any more than I was tightened up. I mean, the entire time when they said fire him up before that red flag, I was like, (laughs) 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 like just wrenching them, bro, because you know that the only time you're going to lift after that is you're either in the ambulance or at the start finish line. Those are the two options. You need like the old sprint car with the ratchet on them. The old hooker harnesses. Uh, I don't think I could have used a crowbar and got him any tighter. Really? I mean, I'm talking wrenching. Just Hans device digging in here. Your... Oh, yeah. You give it a couple extra little tuggies to make sure it's on there. Oh, man. So you, you attempt... run through all these scenarios, right? Yeah. I talk about this all the time. Did any of them work out the way you thought they were going to? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I was running a lot of scenarios of going to the top. You know, which who who'd your help? Uh, Zane Smith was behind me. Figured he'd go with me. We can maybe make a third lane work. And I got to thinking about that. And after all thinking about it, it was 10 minutes of just like going through all the million different ways and blocks and this and that. I was like, okay, everybody else is thinking the exact same thing. So the bottom's going to prevail because the top's not going to be tight because guys are going to try to go to third lane. And that's actually, that's exactly what happened. Um, William Byron was leading that line. The two and myself were pushing them. And I don't know. It was just a, it was a hell of an ending. Wish it ended up under green, but it's the world we live in. Well, when you pick the bottom, it's like you have a safety net because the double yellow line. If you guard that, nobody can go below. Correct. Below it. And that's where it looked like Austin kind of got a little bit lazy off of four and like can't sheared off the line a little bit. And you went to fill it because yeah. you're like, hey, if I get that spot, We're put him in the, the middle, then you're leading that bottom lane. Yeah. And it cool. looked like he got a little sideways to me. Like with clear eyes, he got a little sideways, and he had a bad angle when they, when you got to the trioval. Like he was pointing a little bit the wrong way when Ross was coming the same way. If Ross doesn't make that move, then if Ross doesn't make that move, then, then we all kind of live everybody's. For another day. He, yeah. He's he's straightened back out. Like you let him straighten. Yeah. You didn't just drive through him. No. But that move that Ross made is the same move that won Blaney the race in Talladega, where you kind of go from. To it's the second car on the top lane to clear in the bottom, and then you get clear of the twenty four. So you had to take that run because, like you said, you want to be in the best spot you can when you take the white because you're that's like we saw where you're probably next gonna flag finish. ends it. Next flag ends it. So yeah, I mean that was a that was a move Ross tried to to take to win the race. Unfortunately, he was about sixteen inches too short. We were pitted next to those guys. I wish them luck as we loaded up. A lot of good guys on that team. Yeah, I thought they were gonna win it, but. So did so did the other eight guys that were in contention with the last green white checker. Yeah, 
I don't know, man. Ross was super aggressive. You know who was really aggressive all weekend? And I wonder if it's getting to be like a a cloud that hangs over his head going there is Brad. You, I'll tell you what. Dude. There's a couple things you don't want to be. You don't be a weatherman in Daytona, and you damn sure don't want to be off the front bumper, Brad Kozlowski. John Hunter Nemechek learned that on lap. Jesus. Half. I, yeah, jeez Louise. His oil wasn't even warmed up yet. I, I watched it because, like, where we are on pit road, it's hard to see, and it was like a big screen. So I like looked up and just saw John Hunter. Like it looked like he hooked the left, and I'm like, I yeah, felt bad he for had Harrison Brad on his left rear tire. Well, I felt bad for Harrison because I'm like, damn, the 21 guys like they've been working hard, and you know they're really looking to turn stuff around. And you see him wreck like the first three laps of the Daytona 500. Like oh, brutal, tough. Brutal. That is a demoralizing way to start the That's season. A great way to put it. And uh, it's like, you hell, you almost got caught up in that. No, I was plenty good. Now, unfortunately, for the seven-time champ, he was right with me. And I don't know if he was late to find the brake pedal. I think that he didn't anticipate these guys coming back up in traffic. So here I am right next to my good friend Jimmy Johnson, and he um, was trying to shoot the gap. The 77 slides in front of him uh, and just pokes that thing in the fence a little bit. Dude, what? hold the phone here. I forgot to tell you this. Tell me. So the 77 ends up in our like pit stall. In, yeah. the, in the grass, right? Uh-huh. Wrecked. There's no more fluid left in this thing. Yeah. It's all leaked on the ground, right? And they're like, they pull him out of the grass to tell him. Yeah. And he's like, rum, 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 fires it up. And they're like, hey, we're going to tow you. And he's like, no. Right? And he like gets it running and like moves everybody out of the way. He never gets out, right? Like, I'm going to keep going. And it's like, when you see fluid coming out of the front end, you're done. You can't do, fix it. Do you end up? So he like, <laughs> I forgot. You got to talk to your teammate, bro. I, I I won't be the Hendrick Hendrick shop. I'm sure. No, but he like so. The best is he gets like all the like. Okay, so all the tow truck guys are like okay, and like get out <laughs> of the way, and he like backs down pit road, like blah, 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 and then backs into the grass again and gets stuck again, oh, no. like thirty or forty feet down, and we're all sitting there like, what's this guy doing? Oh, no. So then they like walk down there, <laughs> drag him out of the grass again, and then finally like get out of the car. <laughs> Because he, like, fired it back up, and they're like, you are done, sir. No. You've had enough. <laughs> and we were all sitting there because, like, because pit road's closed, and they're waiting to clean it up before they can open it. I'm like, it's tough. oh, this kid, That's bad tough. first look, bro. It's tough. Uh, <laughs> it's tough. I mean, hey, I get it. Gung-ho, ready to go. Had a top 10 uh, starting spot, and it, your day got ended on lap five. I don't blame them for trying to just give yeah. – all there was left to get. No, I'm not done. Uh, no, you're done. No, you're pretty done. No, I'm not done. <laughs> not done. Uh, it looks like you're pretty done. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I hate it for him. Um, not how he was expecting his first Daytona 500 to go. It's tough. It'll bite you. Dude. Every, that's just – there is there is an infinite, not even like a, a very large number, there is an infinite amount of ways you can not win this race. There's only one way to do it, to win it. And I haven't figured that out yet, but it seems as though – you just got to be perfect. Well, back to your point earlier, like, when I got home, or when I, dude, end of the race, like, it was it was a brutal day because we had to move all of our pit boxes. So, like, I was, we moved all our pit boxes because the Xfinity race was next. So, I didn't even get to see the end. So, I just looked at the scoring pylon, and I was trying to figure out, like, where's Corey at? So, you were fourth, and I'm like, oh, he's got a shot because it said 199. Mm. And I didn't know that they'd come back around and then I saw the 24 doing brownouts like damn it Corey didn't win and everybody's like oh Corey finished fourth and I'm like yeah he's finished fourth here before yeah like that yeah ain't doing it for me no it's great it's good it's good but like you got a shot to win it and how much of that 
did you how much did you and TJ learn from the truck race? Because I would say the truck race was um, an experiment. No, I would say it was a letdown. Oh, for sure. We we had a absolute rocket ship. <laughs> Almost too fast on Bro. restarts. Ever since I've driven the Chili's car Daytona, everybody's asking me, what is your Chili's flavor? All right, guys, listen up, because I have the all-time, the official Corey LaJoy Chili's food list, and it's going to start with some chicken fajitas. It's also going to go with some chicken crispers with ranch. We're going to go, I don't know, the old-timer probably is going to fit somewhere there, the Southwestern egg rolls, as long as they come with ranch. Now, that's not all. Because then you have the chips and salsa. You have to eat not one, not two, but three baskets of chips, probably the skillet, probably also with some ranch. Just keep the ranch coming and right on down to Chili's. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We had a run that only Dale Earnhardt would dream of. I know, we yeah. went from legitimately the last truck to the lead, top of three wide. So we um, we talked about it in length on Saturday. It's unbelievable. But so, but that, to tell to tell you how much we were taking it serious, right? We felt like we collectively gave gave it up, or we we had a truck plenty good enough to win, and we didn't missed opportunity. We had a, a very large missed opportunity. So TJ Bell was at my bus Monday morning before the race, and we were just going through that end of the race. Shout out to TJ, whose um, wife was in labor. Literally. TJ Bell, my spotter, had a baby in the first stage. Um, <laughs> I knew he was uh, not we, him. His wife had a baby. It'd be tough to give it would, uh, that, give it birth be, and spot at the same it time. It would be. And we got but, a healthy uh, he, baby boy. Well, hot damn! Congratulations. Thanks, boy. T Bell had another baby. First stage. He had a busy first stage. Hey. That's right. We're gonna wait to name him till after this thing. Harley Bell sounds pretty good, buddy. Hey, I'm four. <laughs> Well, oh, if they're back home, I don't know if Callie uh, would have been down for Harley J. Bell, but I think it's a great name. Um, unfortunately for us, I don't know. A kid named Harley J. Bell would have just been a stud. But uh, Banks Bell, welcome. Congrats to TJ and Callie Bell. Oh. Um, I knew he wanted to be there, but he also wanted to help guide that seven to victory lane, and we got close. But – uh, it all comes from a lot of hard work because we also felt like we left some things on the table on Thursday night after the duel. So we were just going to go in there, watch the end of the truck race, go back. Okay, what do you see here? What do you call here? What do I need to hear? And how I process information. And uh, we tighten a lot of things up. And I think we were, I mean, we were garden lanes. We were uh, blocking lanes top and bottom. We led for, I don't know, 15 laps maybe. Um so I feel like all that stuff paid dividends on Sunday, and we're getting closer. Dude. You know, we've just been stacking pennies. Well, nobody was surprised to see a seven running up front. Yeah. Like, you drove up there, you got, you drove up there, you led, Denny pulled the Denny move on you, you stayed up there. Like, it was – that's why – I mean, I was when, – when everybody wrecked and I saw that you were still going, I'm like, he's got a shot. So I did get sunned 
I got sunned by Kyle Busch. He he pulled like an old man. Like you know how like the old man's at the blacktop at the basketball court. Like they're not faster. They like they look a little weird, but they just have their best ball IQ will just cross you up. You don't even know where the ball's at. So when Denny passed me, it was him, me, and the eight. And I was tight behind Denny. Um, so I Kyle saw that, and he starts dragging me. So I'm in my mirror, I see the eight like favoring to the right off a tur- off of two and off a of four and off a of trial. Like every corner, about four or five feet. So I start covering it, right? And then after about four or five laps, he's still doing the same thing, favoring out. Favoring out, favoring out. So now I'm like, okay, this is what he's doing. This is like kind of the flow we're in. Eleven's doing it. He backed up into one and two, gets a run, and I didn't even look in my mirror, and he shot the middle. He's going high. He's going low. He's going low. Serve. <laughs> he got me. Like, he got me with my pants down. I'm like, damn it. And then everybody go with him. That yeah. So he hung you. Yeah, that's when I got shuffled. So then. Thanks a lot, Kyle. Well, he taught me something because I was like, oh, that's some, that's some old dog stuff Last right time there. I. Um, like any of his dancing videos on Instagram, Samantha <laughs> makes him do. <laughs> Done with that. <laughs> um, so learn learn something there. Um, but then, so that almost that set up that has set us up almost for success because we got shuffled. We came down for the last pit stop, which is kind of where you make your your bed to lay in for the rest of the day. Uh, we only came in with the two colleague cars. And our teammates I saw Dane. that you guys pitted early. So since I was out front, this is how like small the the windows are for how hard it is to win the 500 since i was out front leading for 15 extra laps i had let's just say three quarters of an extra second of fuel i needed to take at the at the pit stop so we come down with the call cars we all come in tight the 71 and myself needed to take eight tenths a second worth more gas so we leave the pits six car lengths back yeah him and I both individually, he was further back than I was, lose the draft, and now we're running around single cars. So you didn't so, wait for him? No. So he, he picked up a couple of other cars behind him. Okay. So Would it have been t- faster for you to wait on him initially? I don't know. That's like, because that's where Blaney got mad at the beginning of the race, because those three, <clears throat> there was three or four, there was two Penske cars, two Roush cars, and he was like, are they going to wait on me? Because we didn't pit that first yeah. go around, so we had like two extra seconds of gas. He's like, are they going to wait on me or no? And they're like, eh, nope. Yep. And he was like, what the hell? Yeah. But they were like, well, we couldn't wait on you. That's, I guess that's what was said later, but it's like, that yeah, was my, qu- well, my question was like, well, well generally over, what over a 40 lap run is one more car in your group. What's it worth? Or is it not worth the hit Two, at the front end? It's not worth the hit on the front end. But if you have team, good guys that are working together, you can stagger. So if you have like three cars, you're waiting on a fourth. You don't you lift, fan out. You just fan out, yeah. right, and let that guy get the big. That's what Fido the big saying. They're fanning. They're fanning. All right, they're going. Yeah. So, oh, um, we happened to be since just we needed to take eight tenths extra more fuel. We were on the opposite side of the racetrack from when the wreck happened, right? So if you look back, rewind the tape two years, Ricky Stenhouse sped on the last pit stop. When they piled them all up in turn one, he was on the other side of the racetrack. Uh, so it's that's where the little bit of luck comes into play, right? You can control the lanes and you can lead laps, but when there's a wreck with eight to go and you're by yourself putting around and you get to restart, in our case, seventh, sometimes you need a little help. Yeah, but the least amount of cautions in 20 years, only five cautions. So, like, do you know what's coming? No. Right, you don't? I'm, I'm sitting there riding like, 
legitimately. Like, so I was leading the lane with me, Zane, and some other guys. There was like, I don't know, 10 to go. I'm like, please, Rick. Please, Rick. And they're like, oh, they're going to. Please, Rick. Saying some weird malunkio, some voodoo stuff. <laughs> like Booga, booga. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all pile them up. Uh, and I just cruised by. I'm like, yes, like this. Well, like this uh, where you got lucky is that all the front runners wrecked. Right? For sure. Because if they wreck from 15th on back, you're no. still buried. Yeah, that's right. So it's like, perfect. Okay, this worked out. That but that's what it needs to be. It needs to be like, okay, it's not, I mean, okay, luck's, luck's the word you're going to use, but it's like, okay, it's worked out for us. This mm. is this is working in our favor. Yeah, let's take advantage. Yeah, how do we take advantage of it? That's right. Well, By, well Byron, what it, what it looked like is the 48 gave him a bad push and hooked the six. and. Oh, they, well, the 48 was just pushing. I was surprised the 24 got out of shape as much as he did. Um, but then he bounced off the side of the, who was it, the six? Yeah, maybe it straightened back out. This is like the one instance where Joey gets wrecked and it wasn't any of his doing. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's I, like up the, the third lane, mind his own business, uh, and then just yeah. gets walloped. Oh, frick. <laughs> but uh, so, like, that's where I thought we were done. Like, I thought the 12, like, because we went way back. We were leading. We won the second stage. We're leading. And the next thing I look up, we're like, I'm cleaning my socket. We're like 30th. It's like, uh oh. Well, then, okay, Fords are going to pit. So then he starts making some hay on the bottom. Well, we're making hand on the bottom, then everybody jams the bottom because we're all going to pit. And where Blaney made a, a championship bro move was getting the pit road. He, like, weaseled his way in there and got, like, four or five cars, like, on the flat, mm-hmm. wedged himself in between the 10 and the 14. And that, we jumped, like, five or six cars on that pit cycle. I'm like, okay, hey, yeah, now you're we're here. Now you're right? Now. And then he's, like, right behind the 22. Boop, boop, boop. One more, one more. 22 dips out. He's behind the six. Now you're behind the six who, like, okay, we can pass him. The 22, if you're behind him, you're going to protect him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, we got a shot here. We're going to be in good shape. And then that thing bang, is bang, an bang. absolute rocket ship, bro. All, Just all, all the, Penske All cars the house are, cars, though. Yeah. Like, like everybody's. Hendrick cars. Denny's car Gibbs was cars. a rocket. The 20 yeah. car was a rocket. But, like, Den- listen, is it consistently that Denny's car is a rocket ship or that Denny is really good at speed racing? Both. Yep. Takes at least stack a little bit of pennies everywhere. That's it. No, I mean it's not a coincidence. Same guys find their way at the front, right? People want to people want to say that's luck, but there's a reason why people keep betting on me as a long shot and keep cashing in top five checks. Yeah, every speedway, right? We I we put a lot of work into it, uh, and there is a certain flow of the race. There's a certain way you can, can execute and put yourself in less risky opportunities, uh, and it's worked out for us. Knock on wood. We'll keep this thing trucking. You know what I thought was one of the coolest things off the racetrack? What's that? Is that the fella who might be the most recognizable person in the world weathered the storm with all the race fans and came back on Monday. Let's go. Dwayne The Rock Johnson was there, and he was fired up. He comes walking in. We're in the driver's meeting, and, like, you see his aura before you even see that big man, right? Then you see his shined up tan head that's what I was he was wearing a nascar this. or it wasn't a nascar it was like a uh, usfl UFL. yeah jacket and he had those pythons covered up oh. i did not know what was sitting underneath that jacket because he goes out on stage in front of our men and women of the armed forces and he rips that jacket off and those things were spirit juiced up america and in the proud spirit of our great country finally the rock says Drivers, well, third person. Start your 
engine! I saw him. I ended up behind him by accident. He's big. Big, big fella. Yeah. It's a big fella. And um, how do you even make your arms that big? A lot, a lot of working out, I reckon. I reckon. Um, <laughs> It's funny that he wore his jacket all day, but then when it was time to be on TV. Oh, Showtime. Let him bro. out, baby. Yeah, Showtime. Let him out. One of the greatest entertainers of our generation. So and he was there, hanging was, out with us. It was cool. And then even through the rain delay, like DJ Khaled was there. And dude, like, there's a lot of people that still showed up on, on Monday, hey. which which I, you're not surprised. It's the freaking Daytona 500, dude. NASCAR's getting cool again, man. Watch NASCAR, out. it's not that Don't it's cool now. again. It's been cool. It's cool for the other fellas that didn't think it was cool. Well, It's they, always been cool to us. They, they, the one video that kept getting sent to me was that, I don't know his name, but he had the 22. He had like a 22 jacket on. He's like, these NASCAR folks, I have never been more drunk in my life. Like he's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's dressed in full 22 gear, jacket, shirt. And he's like one of those 2 million follower on Instagram viral guys. And he's just, I don't know who he was, but I, I've, if 10 people didn't send it to me, one didn't. And it, it was hilarious. He's like, I have seen stuff that I've never dreamt of. But it was, dude, that's what race. Daytona 500 race, But even each race weekend is that much fun, I think. Oh, so so one one quick story. So on, on Sunday when it was raining, I was like, what? I don't want to just, I am absolutely done being cooped up in the bus. Right, Levi and I just went to the playground, pouring down rain, playing soccer. I just had to get out of the bus. Yes. So I texted the team. I said, hey, do we have some Chili's gift cards? I can just jump on the golf cart and like go hand out with some fans. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. We'll be there in an hour. So they all come, and uh, we get on the golf cart, and we're cruising around. We went to, like, that red 38 tent uh, that was just packed in there with people just turning up on a rainy Sunday. Passed out a couple of Chili's gift cards there. Not my metal one, though. Stay off that one. And then we went a couple, couple other space all around, infield camping. Really down in turn three and four where it's, like, tent city where those people are legitimately sleeping on the grass. And then it was about three inches of water where their sleeping bag was. They didn't care. No. They were turned up. Um, but we go over to where the Turn 4 Tunnel is, and there was this this nice bus uh, and another in a white tent. Pack. There's probably 20 people there. We roll up, and they're like, hey. They recognize me. And say, hey, Corey. Hey, 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 hey. So apparently this fella, one of these fellas, sent me a DM like four minutes before that on Instagram. Hey, man. Come on down to Geico Greenlock. Oh, We're hanging out, up. and I he showed up. It. No, and the guy was like, like on, like, holy, holy cow! I can't believe you saw it, and it came that fast. What a gentleman! Yep. So you're damn right, I am. You're damn right, I am. Just coincidence that we just happened to be in that guy's campground. But I had like there was 20 people there. I had legitimately 20 uh, Chili's gift cards left, and I said, "What? Like, what are y'all doing today? Oh, we're just hanging out. We're all staying here." I said, "Where are you staying? In the bus?" Oh gosh. How many no, people like, are in this thing? How how many people are saying? 20 of us. Oh, boy. 20 people. I am over it with the, two the, adults and two kids for three days. These people are there for a week. Imagine 20. what the gray water tank was like in that thing. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> Bathroom's closed. They did uh, They did have a Porta John next to there. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Hey, those guys might be the penny stackers of the week, bro. That is stacking them deep and selling them cheap in that bus. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We're going to sell them cheap here, too. We had some pit rub boats and woes. Kyle Bush had a bit of a woe himself. So we're going to break that down. Stay tuned, guys. This is Stacking Penny. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, 
The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, guys, we are back with Stacking Pennies. Pit Road Boats and Woes Time. Couple woes. Not very many boats. There was some boats on Sunday because it was a bit wet. And guys can buy a boat after they win Daytona 500. Ooh, a couple of them. Dude. I definitely will be can buy a boat. This is why. At least one out at Legos. Well, and his guys, right? This is why we call them. I get the tweets all the time. Everybody on Pit Road a dog? Are these guys <laughs> really dogs? Well, how about this? How about them 24 boys? They go, they win the Daytona 500. The biggest race of the year, right? Yep. They just came off of being the most dominant pit crew on pit road all yep. year last year. Six you wins. know what they do after they win Daytona 500? What? Go do the... Go do the... Nash Finney race. Yeah. No, do they go down to the bars? Go to the ocean deck? Nope. No, do they go do the little slingshot thing? Nope. Ride the Ferris wheel? Nope. No, they do the Xfinity race. Because they're dogs. They go get... Set their pit box up, take pictures, yay, and then back to work. Yeah. Nobody, they didn't even get to enjoy it. Just go back and put the work in. Hit, figure out how to do five lug nuts. You know why? Because they're dogs. Because they, they are. And that's why they're the dogs this certified week. Certified dogs. Each and every week, we're going to try to highlight. We're going to pick out the fastest stop of the year and the fastest average of the year. Okay. We'll pick dogs each week. Okay. But that is all excluded at Super Speedways because it's all about the gas, man. Yes. So that was Who's a big that week. gas dog this Yo, week? Dude, I, it's got to be Landon Walker. Okay. Landon Walker on the 24. It's so apparent to see when you're a pit crew guy. It's hard to tell when you're a a fan, but to watch a clean exchange for a gas man's like art. Because they come in, it's a clean plug, and the car rolls, and you drive right away. Mm. And like you said earlier, it's the difference between you losing losing the draft with the guys or not. Yeah. And it's so it's a heavy it's a heavy can. They're ninety pounds plus. So when a guy has like a bad plugger. The driver doesn't stop exactly when you want, uh, where you want him to. It gets so awkward, dude. It's so bad. It's like uh, watching somebody get their ankles broke in basketball. Oh, 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 because oh, oh, it's so oh, top heavy. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like oh, no, oh boy. Um, but yeah, it's it's the 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 driver, the crew chief the calling him man. in the box, and the gas man, and a clean exchange is like a work so of I, art. So I pull up. I'm walking to the car. I had to do some headrest foam stuff after the duel. I think this must this must have been on Friday. And there's a a stripe from like the top of the left rear tire all the way to the gas hole. I said, "Who scratched this? My damn car! Who scratched my car? I'm madder than a snake. Somebody keyed my car. Somebody keyed it. It was it was larger. It was much larger than the key. Um, and rewind the tape, layman." Drug my quarter panel with his tip. Yep. <laughs> How dare he? What a gas hole. <laughs> How dare he do that? But yeah, Is, I mean, are those guys that aggressive with like trying to time it? 
while yeah. still rolling? Yeah. I mean, I think your guys are probably younger, right? You probably got a younger guy. But they hungry. Yeah, hungry. Yeah, that's why. You know what he got? He ate some quarter panel. <laughs> got a whole, got right on a platter. Here you go. Quarter panel to you. Scratched it. Yeah, so it's tough. You know, like you watch some of the some of the veteran guys kind of wait for the car, but there's metrics. If you these guys are plugging those things in while you're still moving, that's a negative plug, dog. Mm. And man, but that's what we love to see. We, but you know, a negative plug for a fuel can's good. A negative plug for a tire and a and a lug nut, not so good. Oof. Yeah, the A car, the A car had a trying to hurt. They even got their ass is chewed out by Richard Childress. Um, so during a race. Always that's, a good thing when your owner's on there. So. That's never good. But, like, right here with the A-car. So, you're going to watch. Let's take a look at their stop. So, they, so Sebecki jacks it up. They have a little bit of a tough exchange on the left rear, and you'll watch the jackman's head. We're good. He looks right at the gas. We're man, good. Right? So, he sees big country shaking his head. But front he never, tire changer. never checked good. off on the front. So, they were, they were slow enough on the rear where he didn't even think about checking off on the front. The problem is at Daytona, you have so much rebound in the shock that – it doesn't come out on his first pull, so he's got a yank on it. And they don't they obviously don't have what a lot of teams intercoms. are running, the intercom radio. So like this happened to me on the first stop. The left front got right. stuck in there. Yeah. Right there. What are you saying? Right there the no. camera's saying, check, 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 check. Right? And that tells that tells us, you know, we gotta check yeah. off on that or or, you know, anything. Anything to get the attention, whatever you come up with. So is the is the nut still in that fella's socket? Yes. Yeah, never. They they were lucky the tire even got on there. Yeah. Um, and and the ride heights are so low at Daytona, and the this tire right. stuck up in there. That right. They, you know, and it's got the camber to the direction to hold it hold it on. Yeah. Now when you see it come off is when the wheel ro- rolls on rubs on the caliper long enough. Yeah. And it cuts it in half, and then it just evacuates. Yeah. That's usually bad. So yeah, that was just a, a number of things that all went together. Um, obviously, they are not having a fun Tuesday. I was gonna wait. But something really grinds my gears. Let's hear it. You were talking about some fella on that pit crew named Big Country. Yeah. Andy Petrie called Austin Hill Big Country after his win. Did you hear that? No. Is every guy that's taller than six foot one with a country accent big in country? I can tell you that the guy that is gassing that eight car yeah. is a bigger country. <laughs> that guy, dude, Austin Hill can hide behind that man. That guy's so, Asian. So if there is a challenge for a bigger st- country, who wins big country, Austin Hill would just be average country. <laughs> That's Small how. Country. Yeah, but he's, hey, he's won three Xfinity races in, in a, a row. row. But very average compared to. Uh, the biggest country. To the biggest country. So That guy grinds my gears. Let's get a little more creative. You know, no more excited. We're fired up. Did you hear me say that on the? I heard you say it. I said on the podcast this week, I'm not being excited. I'm fired up. People were fired up too. After here's that. I, here's what I'm I'm fired up to go to Atlanta and watch another. You know, we finished second there in the last race, but I am ready to get to Vegas and get these get yeah. some competitive pit stops underway. It's all like I said. It's all been about the gas men. It's a lot of strategy that comes into this. One more week of speedway racing. Let's get to Vegas and get this show on the road. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got. Down. That's all I got. That's all the pit road boats and wells. We are going to Atlanta. The, the most interesting pit road that we go to. Uh, now that they moved. So they, they moved. The most interesting pit road entry that we go to. Yeah, sure. For everything sure. that's. Yeah. It's it's straight. It's a drag strip. Half of a Legends car track. But 
they moved the commitment cone all the way to almost three quarters of the way down the backstretch because the transition from the the new banking to the flat would have been too harsh. It would have ripped diffusers off. Uh, so you legitimately lose two and a half to three laps if you come down pit road. Meanwhile, the cars are running around. If you just happen to be on the wrong side of that where there's a yellow, your day is over. Done. Well, we, we haven't did seen it. We did it with Blaney, like and it's we did it the, the first. I think he was the first one to speed there. What's it? When did they do it? The fall race, and yeah. not last year, the year before. No, last last fall race. They've only done it once. Well, either way, it wasn't good. No. So speeding there, not ideal. But I think you'll see some twos. I think you'll see some no tires. Is this the week you break through? I Is hope. This it? I think we can do it. Who's on so, your car this week? I feel like I would I would raise my hand and ask NASCAR, hey, what was the reason why we had no practice here? Because we've seen the the aging of the surface a little bit, and the cars are starting to drive a little uh, much less forgiving like they were. So we're going like Daytona with – well, Daytona at least had some, some So you practice. feel like it's going to be different. Yeah. I mean, we just raced here in the fall. Yeah, but I think that – so we're going here with a new geometry. It's – Common geometry, geometry for uh, all the cars. In oh, the rear. all the cars have to run the same geometry. Rear geometry. Oh, okay. Um, but there's still a lot to be had in aero pitch up and down. There's a lot to be had with uh, obviously spring rates and bars and this and that. And we have zero practice. So a lot of it's going to be how close you are in the simulator and what you brought and hope you brought enough. Good luck. Thank you. Hopefully it ain't a woe. But to this week... Might be the week, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. We're going to answer your hashtag penny for your thoughts questions right after this. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. And we're back. Uh, we're going over. Some hashtag penny for your thoughts questions on X. Guys, continue to fire those off. We love answering those. Got a couple good ones this week. What we got? I don't have a, a name for this one, but I did see one this week. Uh, they asked. Ross was coming with a run there. Yeah. At the end of the race. Three you to hesitated. Go. You didn't take it. Why did you not take that run? That's, that's going to be the one that you think back on when you're 50 years old. Um I just at the moment I felt like I was, um, I felt like I was in a good spot, especially with three to go. I felt like leading that lane too early. I felt like I got wrecked, um, especially with this 
with as aggressive as Ross had been throughout the course of the day, if there would have been a different Chevy up there, I would have covered it. Um, it was because of Ross. Because of Ross, and he was just super aggressive, and there was three or four instances where I saw him not pick up certain guys during the race. And all of that you evaluate in probably a two-tenth window, three-tenth window, and you say yay or nay, and I decided to cover the bottom. Uh, AJ was pushing me well, and I elected to stay third in line. And in that instance, it, it worked out because the one uh, crashed. But I could have been in that same position, leading the outside lane. Who knows what could have happened. But I can assure you this. I think uh, that's the difference of being not content, but uh, I knew that riding where I was was going to be a good finish, but that was the location and the spot you needed to be to win the race. So I think if I get another shot to do that, I – take that run and just hang on and see what happens i saw a uh, another one this one's from at gertnader the gertnader what do you do to stay focused and in the zone on long rain days oh you don't stay in the zone on rain days just you're the furthest thing out of a zone you just you're just trying out yeah dude uh you can't stay in the zone all the time you gotta get out of the zone every now and then yeah you can't be – they call you three seconds in the paint. You yeah. can't stay in the paint. You'll be burnt. That's where burnout comes from. Absolutely. So whether you are – like I said, I went out in the pouring rain, handed out Chili's cards to fans. Oh, there was – yeah, so there's another one. What would you do on Sunday? So we we had – we actually got together on Sunday because – Went to Chili's. You were – well, we went to the Daytona Arts Museum. That was pretty cool. It was cool. We didn't get this nearly enough. There was a planetarium. We went to the yeah. planetarium. I mean, hey, you just hang out with your kids. Pretty much. Um, Bro, there was like this part of every, the world needs to know this, and we need to apologize if there's anybody listening to this. That was at Daytona Arts Museum. That was in like the section where like the samurai swords were. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. And they, it was like all marble and glass, like super echoey. And my kids screamed, and then your kids screamed, and then they both screamed together. They like were try- the, No, they were trying to scream, see who could scream the loudest. Yes, because you, cause it would echo. It was toe curling <laughs> shut the whole place down it was one of those moments where like you like want to put your hood up and just hide I'm like sorry Dude. sorry everybody but everybody turned around and stared at us like what Bro. the heck and also what day was that that was, was a, sunday okay so saturday morning was another one interesting uh moment of the week Eight oh five. kids are kind of getting up and we're like laying around Full thruster. Oh, the Zane and Harvick got some rides in the Thunderbirds, and they weren't bro. They weren't ten feet over the grandstands. Bro. The Thunderbirds when they kept coming by was crazy. Oh, dude, it was like oh my goodness, because like they came by like half fuel, you know, like in the home of the break, nice perfect formation, and everybody's like, all right, that was it. Where'd they go? Get in the car a couple minutes later, and they come by full thrust behind you. So you didn't even you see him coming. And there was some guy 90 degrees straight up Maverick style, bro, carving. But I had another funny story. Um, so long story short, I wore – I got an extra pair of gloves when Dale Jr. I does that. I saw that, that on one, the Alpha uh, Vision edit. So he does once a year. He picks a race. All the drivers go get skeleton gloves, pick your color, and he, you sign them, and you give them to him, and they auction them off. Uh, I had an extra pair of Celsius gloves, so I was like, yeah, I'll wear these things for the truck race because I didn't have an extra pair. Threw them in there. 
Sean cuts up a sweet edit. Opening shot of that in the truck is like me grabbing on with the skeleton gloves. And sitting there Sunday night at about 8.45 on the couch. Dale, Only the real ones noticed that. Like I was like, oh, he went with Dale Jr. gloves. Yeah. Okay. Well, Dale Jr. himself calls me up. I'm like, maybe it's important. It's 8.45 at night. That's usually when he calls me. He calls me, you know, every couple months. Well, he's got just, kids too. So yeah. he puts the kids Put, down and then. Let me catch up on my call. Yep, that's how it is. And he calls me and he goes, tell me about them gloves you were wearing. Oh, boy. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Dale Jr. Is it okay if I wear these gloves? Hell yeah, it's okay if you wear these gloves. I want I want you to wear them every week. I was like, you, sh- you sure? Like, they're kind of your thing, and they're, I only had extra, and, like, I'm, I'll only wear them once, and I'll wear them whenever you, you know, want to do the fundraiser thing. No, man, they're cool as hell. I've been waiting on somebody to wear them things every week. That's cool. And I was like, so you want me to wear them this, like, tomorrow? Yeah, wear them gloves tomorrow. Bring you good luck. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, all right, man. Have a good night. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, that was always kind of his thing. So for you know him to like, I don't know, I don't allow know, pass, me. Pass Thank you so much, Dale, for allowing me to put skeletons on the back of my gloves. Well, but you're those. You're you are a student of the sport where you're not just gonna go take somebody's stuff. No, no. I feel like Dale Junior made skeleton gloves his thing, and he called me to give me permission to wear skeleton cool. gloves. Hey, so that's I cool. will take it. That's cool. That is pretty damn cool. So I'll be wearing them skeleton gloves. Let's plug our let's weekend. plug our socials real quick. All right, because guys. Because that's where at, we saw that. Because well, we, we got a lot of cool stuff going on. So make sure while you're listening to this, not if you're driving, but if you're on YouTube, just get out your Instagram because you know you spend three hours a day scrolling through it, and just pull up at underscore stacking pennies. We have so much Arctic stuff we can't even give it away every day if we possibly tried. But last week. We've already had one winner. We have a second winner that we're going to announce, whether it's on Sirius, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on audio podcast, whatever it is, we have a winner for the first really and truly social media trivia for Arctic right here on Second Pennies. And the winner is Kevin Graham, 1987. The good news for him, he got it right. See Charlie Jazam back in our question, but. A little bonus point for him. Might need to throw on a sticker or maybe a hat. He said, also, sweet flying squirrels hat. So, Yes, Richmond flying squirrels hat I was wearing last week. Um, So, Kevin Graham. 1987. Same year I was born. We're old, man. Um, Congrats. Congratulations. Um, So, you guys continue to follow along, whether it's on X, whether it's on Instagram. Um, And also, share, rate, review. All the things... But don't go away just yet because we have a little special rec compilation for you. Everybody loves everybody loves to talk about whether it's on the marketing ads, on NASCAR, the commercials, or the billboards. They want to talk about how we're gladiators. They want to talk about how we're this or that. And they want to show the wrecks. But they never show the actual melees. That happened inside the vehicle. So that there's an actual human sitting there's inside There's an actual there. body that was traveling at 200 miles an hour, which hit something very hard, very fast. So one little element about Kevin Harvick going to the booth is he's been a big proponent of this, of showing the drivers and the impacts they take. Might be a little bit morbid, but the cars are super relatively safe, and they've done a lot of hard work with the headrest surrounds and the cage and all this stuff. So we feel pretty good. We, I say we. 
the broadcast feels pretty good about giving you a behind-the-scenes look at the inside camera during a violent crash as we ride along with Denny Hamlin. Couple headshots, pow, pow, pow. Mm. NASCARs work pretty hard on the back mm. of that foam uh, to soften that blow behind your head, and it doesn't feel good. Um, you don't get to see much going on out the window, uh, but as you can tell, that 11 FedEx Camry is destroyed. Never good when the wheel's slopping around like that. End of Denny's chances. We're out along here with Ty Gibbs. He's sitting down there. We get some light flicker. He looks little. Little fella in that seat. Oh, we're out of oh, 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 oh. Driving in a straight oh. downshift through the grass. Where am I going? Backwards. Not oh. good. Oh, door shot. Out. Kept his hand on the wheel. Yeah, just driving it. I'm a, I'm a well, hands-off-the-wheel guy. That's what I am. Well, I saw Daniel Soares in the first one was. Here we go. Eric Jones driving along. Head forward, digging, zoned in. Oh, we're getting. Oh, oh no. Oh, he's oh, driving. Oh, wow. Put a suicide <laughs> knob on. Jeez. Oh give God. up, man. Just tossing the wheel at <laughs> it. He's driving that thing for His all she's worth. like he was coming off. <laughs> he is throwing the wheel so hard. His gloves fall off. Throw in the proverbial white towel. Give him some Velcro to hold his gloves to his suit. Um,. Unfortunate ending for these guys. And we ride along with Joey with a perfect camera out the left side of the window as we see these six get pushed and hooked. Oh, oh no. Joey got hit so hard it knocked the glasses off his face. Oh, see, oh, he goes oh, to check no. his shield. And he just, okay. Okay, helmet still attached. Hands are on there. Okay, hands off the wheel. This thing's wrecking. Oh, frick. Oh, hit again. Oh, frick. He did and push that's his it. glasses down. And then Ryan, the one that everybody was talking about, right? He's in there sawing on it. Yellow gloves. Big shot. Ooh, the, ooh. the wheel ripped and grabbed his hand. That is a typical modified move uh, to rip the hand, and you do not want to be on the spokes. I've done that. I have. Well, you've actually broke broken your wrist. Broken my too. wrist, and I did the same thing when that happened. So you grab your wrist to make sure it's not broke. Because it hurts so bad, you're like, oh, is it broken? Or is my finger still there? And that's, that's what that was. But it goes to show, I mean, mm. a 70G hit there last year. A 55G hit in the duels, right? Oh. But when you hit hard like that, everything breaks. When yeah. you get hit in the wheel and it's not so hard, that's when the wheel gets thrown around. And that's yeah, that's, that's when the you, weak point. That's when you get, like, that's when everybody's like, that didn't look that bad. Well. Yeah, your your wrist took the impact. Your, yes, because it all, like, the rack wasn't, it wasn't strong enough to break, but it was able to sling it all the way to, to yeah, the right. To the right. And your wheel gets, your hand gets stuck in the wheel. That's why everybody takes, when you ask, like, when you watch the first one and Suarez just covers up and tucks his thumbs in the belts. Yeah. There's another one of Blaney years ago. I think he was still in the 21 at um, Indy where he let go of the wheel, but he when he hit, he hit so hard that he's like, pocket of his hand hit the wheel and like got stuck and he's like oh and he did the same thing oh. like grabbed it and i was like bro are you okay he's like oh that one hurt uh yeah. but but that dude the wheel when you start getting whipped around like that and getting hit in the back and the front side of the wheel it just becomes like a weapon in there oh i i'm not afraid i'm not ashamed to say that i am a belt hugger you got it dude I, when I got right rear hooked in that truck race, I'm not trying to be a hero and drive that thing out. That thing is done for. How was, I'm that, a, how was that view? I'm a passenger at that point in time. Oh, I was looking at the 17, tumbling around, doing a pirouette. I'm like, oh, boy, that guy's not having a Hey, guys, time. he's got his truck arms in the bottom hole. <laughs> Put that in the notes. <laughs> yeah, his, his track bar is four inches of split. Square oil tank on that thing. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. That, it also, It also always makes me just amazed of how light a car can look when it's flipping through the air. Oh, I thought you were ending up in Lake Lloyd. Me too. Or in How do we get in here? Or in the side of MJ's bus. <laughs> uh, I was close, but 
both ways. Hey, Michael, uh, since I hit your bus, could you sign a card for me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a rookie card like Kurt, but Kurt does, but nonetheless, glad he's there hanging out, and I'm glad you guys are hanging out too. We've been had a we've had a lot of fun this week. Whether it's been working with Chili's, whether it's been on the racetrack, had a lot of success. And we start off the year with top five, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to keep this momentum rolling to Atlanta. And you guys keep this momentum tuning in. To, tune, into our, tune into our social media. Tune in to everything. Tune in everything. YouTube. YouTube. Been getting a lot of great feedback on that. Check out the Nonsense Garage. We're right here. Cooking it up for you each and every week. Penny stackers of the week. I almost forgot. It's here. There's two in this room right now. And these guys weathered the storm. They shot the cup race. They shot the Xfinity race, and they drove all night just to be here to produce Stack and Pennies. Round of applause for Sean and Danny. Yeah. They are the Penny Stackers of the week. Sean's a grumpy stacker. They man. are the most valuable pennies for the show this week. So, shout out to those guys. They were pumped out. Did you see the Bald Eagle video that he made? It's hilarious. Oh, my God. I watched the, it. I just drugged the Bald Eagle back and forth like so seven funny. times. Have you ever seen the um, – like where they take a penny and they gave like Abe Lincoln like a they like art it. on it yeah that they would put like a mad face on Abe Lincoln and that'd be Sean right now <laughs> running on fumes he's literally slept four hours in a week and you want to pick on him. well yeah why not he's from Jersey his default mode is mad <laughs> like well my- he he's making some good content that you guys continue to go follow on Instagram at underscore stacking pennies win some Arctic stuff good stuff guys thank you for tuning in. Let's go get another top five. Maybe bust into that wind column this weekend in Atlanta. Thanks for stacking pennies. Goodbye.